welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella. We are recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. Uh, I was thinking about the topic for today, and I was also thinking about like how we did topics before um, when it was me and Cap. I talked to her this week, and uh, hopefully we have an opportunity to get together and have brunch. But one of the ways that we had kind of come up with uh, the podcast topics was just like whatever we were going through or whatever came up with us at work or like whatever was going on. And so that's, I've used that same uh, kind of model for how I do the podcast now. Um, and one of the things that I was thinking about was uh, success, right? And so um, when I was away, when I was uh, traveling, oftentimes I would wake up with a thought or a theme and I, you know, I would make some content about it. And so, um, as I have looked back on my trip and, uh, you know, kind of the last year, I was thinking like of this level of success and how I have, uh, been able to do a thing and I've successfully completed the thing that I set out to do. I was talking to a friend, uh, this week and I was, I was talking to them about how, you know, a year ago. I was getting ready to launch. I was getting ready to do this, this significant trip and I was selling all my stuff and I was moving out of my house and I was, um, you know, kind of talking to people about like the fact that I was leaving cause I was closing down my practice and I had set like three goals, right? So the goal was to travel, to go to Europe, uh, and to write a book on codependency, though I'd never written a book before. Um, I've written lots of papers, but never a book. And to launch a um, a social media kind of platform situation, and so I I launched a TikTok. Uh, not until I got to Europe did I really start to commit to it, but I had made a video before I left. And so now I had looked over like all the things that I'd done, and it's pretty significant. There's a significant body of work on TikTok, which is weird. Um, and you know, then I had done the podcast cat graciously gifted me, um, this podcast platform. And so I changed the name from X to the Zennial, uh, to LX2 Codependency Coaching. And I've been doing the podcast weekly, uh, since I left. So for basically a year in July, we, I have done this thing. And so I was thinking about how that for all intents and purposes is a success. But the thought today is that success is relative to the struggle. And a lot of people, you know, kind of use this uh, social media platforms or whatever to compare their challenges or, uh, help them to set goals. Right. Uh, but how you succeed is relative to what you're going through. And so, yes, I successfully accomplished the things on this to-do list that I wanted to do, but there were like so many like other little successes along the way, not least of which was like getting to Europe. Right. Um, and, there were, there were certainly challenges along the way that uh, kind of threw me off course or helped me to shift the perspective or, you know, things I hadn't even thought about. And it wasn't until I came up against those challenges did I then go, oh, fuck, I got to get over this hurdle to get to the next thing. Um, I think that one of the first kind of significant struggles, uh, and I've shared it here, was like, you know, the, the financial struggle. <laughs> um, because I had anticipated having more money than I did when I left. Um, and so it could have stopped me. 
at any point I could have changed my mind and said, this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and I didn't, I just kept going. Uh, and I got to Athens and, uh, you know, the first struggle was like figuring out the grocery store. Uh, I think I got in there on a Saturday, Friday or Saturday, and the grocery stores are closed on Sunday. So, uh, that was a struggle to kind of figure out, well, um, you know, buying groceries and orienting to a new space. Uh, so the success was being able to find toilet paper on a day when all the grocery stores are closed. Um, and, and so that's, that's the deal, right? So you have the struggle and then you can create the success by reaching the goal or the benchmark or whatever it is. But all of our goals and benchmarks are relative to us and relative to our struggle. And so one of the other kind of challenges that I kind of came up against that I didn't anticipate um, was the significant like readjustment to my emotional state. Um, I live with a varying degrees of anxiety normally, um, varying degrees of depression depending on the day um, and where my you know serotonin and dopamine are. And so um, those kind of hit really hard because I was completely isolated in this country uh, where I didn't speak the language. I'd been before, um, and so, I mean, I'm familiar enough with Athens, uh, and certainly, like, when I went before, I was, like, in this really tiny part. I was not living anywhere close to that that place that I was familiar with, but I was able to, like, figure out how to get around town, and once I could orient myself to that space, then, you know, that was a success. Um, and so figuring out how to use the, the bus system and the metro um once I was able to do that and get out to like the coast or out to um, city center where, you know, then you can get to like the Acropolis or whatever. All of those were small successes along the way. Like I said, my mental state was not great initially. Um, there was a significant grieving period that I didn't allow myself to kind of figure out or feel uh, while I was getting rid of my stuff and closing down my practice and saying goodbye to my friends and all the stuff. I was just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then once I kind of slowed down, then my emotions caught up to me. And, and that was, that was the thing. Um, I was also very, very tired <laughs> um, because I'd been working, you know, kind of nonstop to create all of the, um, like follow through with the plans and, and to hitting the to-do list of all the places and things that I needed to do. So, um, once I got there, I was just, I was exhausted. Um, and that was, that was a struggle. That was a challenge. Uh, the next piece was then figuring out, um, how to connect with, um, my people and then connect with people in, uh, in Greece. And I did that to varying degrees of success, recognizing that like, I don't speak the language. I don't know anybody there. Um, and then, you know, the, the time change, I think there was like a nine hour, uh, time difference. And so I was felt successful when I was able to connect with my people and like orient my brain to the time zones, um, and then kind of find a rhythm in that. Uh, I think I've mentioned before here, I'm not sure, but I was living two days at a time. So, uh, nine hours ahead, um, of my people in the States and so I would wake up when they were going to bed and then I would have a whole day and then they would get up and then we'd have an evening kind of, you know, I'd have meetings with my accountability buddy and, you know, connect with my friends. And then I would go to bed when they were kind of getting off work. And so it was like two days at a time and it was this constant process of, um, you know, 
orienting myself to the day uh, and not really having that that sense of connection, which was really good. Like it was really helpful for me. And so another success was really, really being able to like get comfortable with that independent space of just just relying on me. Um, and, you know, I've talked a lot about how when I was traveling, it was really nice to not have any expectations on me. I was just taking care of my own needs. And so I was, you know, having adventures and, and figuring out all of those things in terms of like transportation and grocery stores and food and, you know, all this stuff. So I think that's, that's what I'm saying when like the success is relative to the struggle. And if you're not recognizing that you don't like success doesn't look like every, like the same for everyone, every human being has their own, um, measure of what success looks like. And so certainly we have a societal like model of what success looks like. And certainly in this country versus the countries that I was in, that looks different. Um, it's not just about how much money you make. It's not just about what car you drive. It's not just about like what your job is or whatever, but it really is like what you set the goal for and then whether or not you attain it and how you accomplish that um, I talk a lot about celebrating the small wins and a lot of people have a hard time with that because they don't feel like they're doing enough, uh, enough relative to other people or other people with the same job title as you or other, um, you know, other people in your family, you know, that, that success model is pretty relative, right? Um, I have had clients in the past who, whose parents and my parents did the same thing. We're like, this is the benchmark that we need you to meet. And we don't know how to get there. <laughs> um, I was talking to a client yesterday and um, I've worked with a lot of first generation, like teenagers and, and adults. And a lot of times um, their parents want them to reach this benchmark of success and they don't know the way to get there. And it's, it's interesting, right? My parents, I think I've shared, maybe I didn't, my mom uh, has had several degrees. Like she was a, a nurse uh, before she met my dad. And um, and then she uh, she worked in childhood, uh, or in early childhood, she was uh, an EA with a school. Um, and then after my dad passed, she got another nursing degree and a degree in holistic health uh, and a massage therapy um, certification. And so she worked as a massage therapist for a long time. So, um, but she didn't do that until after, uh, after I graduated and, and a lot of my siblings graduated from high school. Uh, but what I know to be true, and my dad, um, was a, a journeyman lineman for PNM for a long time. And then he was also in the army national guard. So no formal education there, barely past high school. Um, but they both wanted our education to be kind of forefront in our goals. And so, um, you know, we went to private school. The goal was always to go to college. Um, and of the six of us, all of us have gone to college and several of us have degrees. One of my siblings decided that's not, that wasn't her path. And so uh, she joined the military and she was in the Navy for a long time. Uh, so, and then after she graduated, she was like, I was wrong. And so then she went back to school. Um, so that that's something to think about, right? Like my parents focused on this benchmark of success for us um, and they had a model, but they didn't have the best model of how to do that. Um, and so oftentimes 
parents will set up these goals, right? But they don't necessarily know how to accomplish them. And so when I was working with first-generation students, um, their parents were like, they have to do their homework, they have to do the thing, um, but their homework was in English. And so, you know, a lot of times they couldn't help them necessarily. They just knew that like, you need to do the thing. Um, and so when I was working with those students, it was really helpful to sit with them and, and kind of talk about like that struggle, that challenge of here is the benchmark for success. Here is where my parents are and I don't know how to bridge that gap, right? And so as their parents continue to like work hard and do all the things, um, they reached a level of success and then their kids would like supersede that. And it created a lot of uh, power dynamics and challenges within those relationships. Um, I can tell you that like <laughs> uh, the smart ass that I am, um, you know, I didn't hold it against my parents that they didn't have the same um, maybe structural, formal education. Um, my mom did, uh, my dad didn't. And, uh, but my dad was like super intelligent in all these other ways, right? Um, I have talked to, to friends and stuff. My dad had a ton of books. He was an avid reader, um, but he had textbooks in the garage. And whenever he wanted to learn a thing, because I grew up in the 70s and 80s, um, he would get a book. He'd either get it from the library or get it from, you know, the Goodwill or whatever. If he wanted to learn how to do something, that's how he would do it. This was way before Google and, you know, YouTube and all the things. He had these textbooks, I remember, in the garage. And that's how he would learn stuff. And he was, like, super curious about, like, electronics and all the things. At one point, I think my parents made wine. My dad... Um, was a leather worker and he like made handbags and, and belts and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but it, it didn't look like what he had grown up with, like his parents. Um, my dad was born in 45. My mom was born in 48. Um, my dad's parents barely spoke English, let alone went to high school. Um, my grandmother, uh, on my dad's side didn't speak English at all. And, uh, and his dad had passed away when he was nine. So, um, I think that that's something to to think about, that he had set this like measure um, that he hadn't quite accomplished, but he accomplished it in so many other ways. Um, and so when we think about success and what that looks like, it is relative to what your experience is. And we all have our own experiences and stories. And then, you know, there's this texture of, you know, I talk a lot specific to codependency of like how we were raised and what our family of origin has contributed to how we interact with other humans, specifically in relationship, either romantic or, or parental or friendship or whatever. And so if that model looks like this thing and then, you know, they set the goal or the benchmark here, like if you haven't had a model of how to successfully do it, how are you going to get there? Right. And so that is the struggle. I was thinking specifically about relationships um, and this idea of like a successful marriage. And for some people, a successful marriage is longevity. Like we just stuck it out and we got, you know, we, we did the thing. Um, for other people, it's like we connect and we interact and we can work through our stuff. And the success is how we continue to compromise and and you know, uh, communicate and have healthy conflict. And so those are the smaller successes that create that longevity, if that's what your goal is, right? Um, I think that when we, when we consider how we are doing um, anything in our lives, 
I talk about goals. I have talked about goals for years on the podcast and how I am a goal oriented human. Like I only go, I mean, I, I continue to make small goals for myself and have then continued to create success relative to myself because my struggle and my experience is the only one that I know, you know, fully. And even though I have done it differently in a lot of ways, um, I have had models, if not, you know, my, my family of origin, I've had other models of how to do it. Uh, I have cousins who went to Regis University in Denver and um, they were the only ones that I knew that went to college. <laughs> you know, I, I, my peer group definitely like had, you know, siblings who went to college and, and parents who've gone to college and all the things, but my only model was my, my cousins. And so um, really looking at them as, you know, here's, here's this benchmark of success, right? So I wanted to go to Regis University got in by the skin of my teeth and I went for a year and I got kicked out and it's a whole thing. Um, but three of my cousins went there and graduated from there, which was really amazing. Um, and so again, I tried, failed. I mean, I succeeded in getting in, did not succeed from graduating from there, which is totally fine. Um, but it was, it was a benchmark. It was a moment of success for me. I remember getting my first job success, right? Um, graduating high school success, I think that when, when I go back to, and I have some friends who went to high school with me, um, we all had a different experience at that time. Uh, and it was garbage for me, to be honest. Um, but the, the friends and the connections that I've made, like they had a perspective of what it looked like from them, from their perspective, and then what it looked like from my perspective. Um, and, and I've talked a lot about the fact that like having my daughter at 20, put me way back at the bottom of like what success looked like. Um, and it definitely like fucked with my head in terms of not feeling worthy or good enough or able to, um, meet that benchmark. So I struggled that much harder to like get there. And, uh, I got kicked out of three schools, I think. Uh, so Regis, uh, UNM put me on probation and, uh, Adam state also put me on probation and I graduated from UNM with my master's and I graduated from Adams State with my bachelor's. Uh, but like I said, both of those schools kicked me out. Um, and so again, my struggle was to meet this benchmark that my parents had set like a long time ago. And I recognized that like when humans come into my office, they don't see the pattern. They just know the narrative. And so when they are telling me like this is where I don't feel enough, or this is how I don't feel enough. What I'm putting together is who set the benchmark, who set the benchmark, who set the, the ideal for success. And then I can break it down and go, Oh, this is where that went wrong. Um, you know, you have to recognize that when someone else sets, sets the benchmark, but does not show you the path to get there or does not even know the steps, then it's up to you to interpret what it is you need to do to get to that place. And when we often are feeling unworthy or undeserving of good things, we got to look at what the, what the lens is or, or how we are measuring our success. What I know to be true is oftentimes, you know, we're trying to get to this goal. And I talk a lot about goals in terms of like climbing these mountains and I think I've shared with you before, like, I love the middle. I love the struggle. <laughs> Hard path for a reason. 
um, that is the part where I really enjoy the success. Uh, I did have a friend recently tell me that sometimes I chose, I choose the hard path. Like I make it harder on myself than I need to. And I don't disagree. Um, and I don't even realize I'm doing it, but I, I do recognize that it is the thing that happens. Um, I know 87 different ways through the city without taking the freeway. And I will go the harder way every time. And I used to say that, like, I can pick, you know, the worst line to get in at the grocery store, the longest way to get anywhere. Um, anytime I can go somewhere, I run into the accident or the traffic jam or whatever, that is my hard path, right? But I get there. And so I start thinking about these things. I start thinking about how we set ourselves up for either failure or success, depending on the perspective. And a lot of times when we are holding ourselves to a, an unrealistic benchmark or goal set by someone else, then yeah, we're going to fall short. Like oftentimes we are not going to hit the mark. Um, but what I do know is that most of the people, especially the ones that end up in my office, are the ones that continue to push and push and push and push and push. I had a client a long time ago who wanted to go to medical school, which I love for them. Um, although, uh, could not pass the MCAT to save her life and had taken it several times. And so, we, you know, it, it definitely like fucked with her self-esteem. She did not feel worthy. She did not feel deserving. She felt like a failure. And so we had to shift the perspective from, okay, here's this benchmark, this goal this thing that you want to do, but you're not able to get there. And so how do we shift from not looking at yourself as unworthy or undeserving or as a failure, but kind of looking at all the other successes that you have accomplished along this path. And when we do that, then we can shift the goal, not from this thing, but to, you know, what do you want to feel like? Do you want to feel worthy? Do you want to feel deserving? Do you want to seek independence? Do you want to get maybe a different job? Or um, oftentimes when we feel like we're failing, then we we catastrophize it and then globalize it to we, we are a failure, which I have yet to meet a failure. I have, pe I have met people who struggle. I have met people who uh, can't successfully reach the goals that they've set for themselves, but maybe those aren't their goals. Maybe they aren't trying to um, make themselves content or find peace in their life. They're trying to get this thing that they don't know how to get there. Like top of the mountain, no climbing gear. That's, that's where you kind of recognize, okay, how do we shift the perspective? If your goal is here, how do we create a path to here? Um, and so oftentimes it's going to be like, how does it feel when we do these other things? Uh, a lot of times, and I've talked about this in the past, I have clients who have anxiety and they get real avoidant of the tasks that they need to get done because it just feels insurmountable in their head. And so we make smaller goals, right? How about we just clear off the kitchen table? What would that feel like? And so they're like, well, that's, that's not even the problem. Like the problem is I have all these other things. No, I get it. But if we can train your brain to receive that success, to receive that, if I clean off the kitchen table, I feel better, and the kitchen table is clear, like, that's the goal, right? To manage the expectation to shift it from here to here. And then once you get here, then we raise it a little bit. And then here, and then here, and then here, and then guess what? We're here, 
right? But that success happens step by step. It happens incremental, incrementally. It happens by doing little things to get to the place that you want to get to. And before you know it, you've climbed the damn mountain, right? I have climbed many a mountain that I didn't even realize was in a whole range of mountains. I just knew that I had to do the thing. And so when we reshift or shift the perspective from success, not compared to other people and not compared to what other people want from you, but what is your goal today, right? Oftentimes I will say, if you got out of bed and you brushed your teeth and that is the struggle, if you got those things done, dude, you got it done. Like that is the success. The success is relative to the struggle. If the struggle is, I just need to make it to the end of the week, dope. Let's do it one day at a time. Sometimes let's do it one hour at a time. But you have to shift the perspective from I need to get to the end of the month to I need to get to this day. And if we can get to this day, then you can get to tomorrow. I can see it because I've seen you do it, all of you. I mean, my clients, one day to the next, one appointment to the next, like they are like, this is my goal. And I love that for you. But let's start here. Let's start with like, how do you have that hard conversation? How do you set that boundary? How do you recognize that you are in fact worthy of having a good day? Because if the goal is here and you only will feel worthy when you get here, I can't help you if you can't feel worthy here, down at the very bottom, right? I, <laughs> I do realize that I'm on video and so my clients who are listening don't see my hands moving. Big shocker there. Um, but recognizing that it is incremental. It is the small struggle to clear the kitchen table. And then we will attack the kitchen. And then we will clean up the living room. And once we clean the living room, you know, if you got enough energy, let's do the bathroom. Once you start to recognize that a little bit at a time, those successes, what you are doing is you are creating neural pathways to then have your brain receive success. But if you have set the benchmark so high, it feels insurmountable. It feels very challenging. It feels like I have to run this marathon, but do you run today? <laughs> I have a friend who runs marathons, baby steps, five minutes at a time, right? Did he start with like, oh, I'm just going to run 26 miles? No, he was like, I need to know if I can run for five minutes and then he did, right? I need to know that I can get to Greece. Once I get to Greece, then I will figure out what my life looks like in Greece. But I don't know how to do that if I can't do all of the other things that it takes to get there. And so relative to the struggle, the struggle is what's in front of you today. How do you set your goal or your intention to get through today? And then we'll get through tomorrow, tomorrow. You know, we will recognize that if I can get through today and create that neural pathway of success, then my brain knows, hey, I've already done a thing, right? I often tell clients like, I know that you feel as though you will not be able to get through this really hard thing. And I am here to remind you that you have gotten through every hard thing, devastating, difficult, challenging thing that you didn't know you could get through until you did. So what I know, based on what you've told me, is that you can get through every hard thing and this thing, right? And so as you continue to work on recognizing, if this is the goal, 
what's this one? If the goal is at the top, the top of the mountain, well, let's go to the foothills and figure out what we need to do there, right? Let's go and see if we can clear off the kitchen table. Let's go and see if we can get through the week. Oftentimes, like saving money is a challenge for people. Used to be for me. Um, <laughs> really good at spending it too. Uh, but like the other day, somebody had asked me to go to lunch and I was like, you know what? Right now I'm saving money. Don't have the budget for that. And that was cool because they were like, you know, facts. Um, I have food at home, groceries, all the things. Uh, and so when you can make that decision, right? I used to have clients save their receipts from just like a week. Like before we make any changes, like all I want you to do is save receipts. And I had this one client who would buy a Red Bull at the gas station every day. And so I was like, how about we buy a six pack from the grocery store? Significantly cheaper. One, one thing to change, then you find success. But that's what I'm saying. Like once you recognize what is the pattern of behavior, what is the goal, the shorter goal, the smaller goal, the one that you can accomplish, let's do that. Then we add another one and then we add the next one. And then before you know it, you have reached the top. You are tired, you are battered, you are bruised. You've got a blister, you might have lost a toenail, but you got to the top. And so then when you get to that successful place, allow yourself to have it. Allow yourself to sit in the space of, I did a thing. I, I have said many times, I love the middle and I celebrate all, all along the way, the small things. And like silly things, like I, <laughs> I will celebrate at the end of today that I got today done, that I got the podcast finished, that, you know, I made so much content or whatever. And, you know, generally a carby snack and a movie. And that's how I get through the week, right? I challenge you to allow yourself to shift perspective and recognize if someone else set the goal for you, you get to set the goal for yourself. And when you start to receive those small successes, you change your brain into recognizing that success is possible. Once you do that, then you can go to the next step and the next step and the next step. And before you know it, you will have climbed the mountain. You will have gotten to that place that you didn't think you could get to. And if that struggle is so small as get out of bed and brush your teeth and you did that, that's a success. And celebrate that however you need to. That is your nugget for today. <sighs> so many things. We have set the date for the July uh, workshop. It is on the 15th at 10 a.m. here at Discovering Greatness in Albuquerque. If that is something you would like to attend, let me know. You can DM me here. Uh, there are, there's a link for tickets on, um, my Facebook, Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC, and I will see you in a week. Take care. All right. We are ending the podcast. Um, lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of me, if you want to attend the podcast, you can check out my, uh, website, Luna X2 LLC. Um, reach me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. I will talk to you in a week. Take care.